The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. What is up, my beautiful people? Welcome to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. This is the Bear of Texas reporting live from an undisclosed location deep in the heart of Texas. My beauties, I have missed you so, and I deeply apologize. I have been out of town for the last few days, and I am back. I'm sure a lot of you know I was in Tampa the last four days for WrestleMania. I know some of you listeners are wrestling fans. I was also there covering a couple of indie wrestling shows, making connections with wrestling promoters, wrestling talent, and other sports writers as well. Ladies and gentlemen, I come back to speak about Premier League Week 31. Yes, I was out of town. No, I didn't watch the games. Yes, I did go back and watch the highlights. Yes, I did go read a couple of things. More shocking results. But you know, these shocking results are certainly coming at the perfect time, aren't they? Because this is match day 31 out of 38. Okay. We are this close to the end of the Premier League. Now, I haven't changed my mind about Manchester City. I mean, for a while now, they've been in complete control. They've basically got the title in their hands. They're just waiting for it to be over so they can officially hoist it on top of their heads. And God knows how eager they are to do it. I guess we should say the most surprising thing. Well... Number one, Liverpool finally picks up a win at home over Aston Villa. Mohamed Salah equalizing in the 57th minute after Aston Villa's Ole Watkins put him ahead. one nothing in the first half. But then Trent Alexander-Arnold in stoppage time pulls through to, pull the be- to put the ball in the back of the net to give the Reds their first home win in, lo- in Lord knows how long. In Premier League play. That's right. Just to clarify, this was Liverpool's first home win since I believe December. Well, they finally got that win because, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, 
Liverpool is still fighting. They're two points out of the Europa League spot. And they're three points away from a Champions League spot. Now, I honestly don't know if a Champions League spot is going to happen for Liverpool. But with Leicester City dropping their last two games, well, Manchester United is kind of clearing away from them. And West Ham United, all of a sudden this year, have been spectacular. Specifically, ever since Jesse Lingard was loaned there from Manchester United, the dude has been, in the words of the great Steve Adams, lights out. And that's a good thing for Manchester United because the better he plays, the higher the price they can demand. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, Manchester United can increase their demands of their price. So Jesse Lingard could very well be priceless. Well, maybe not. But you get the point. Let's move on, shall we? Well, talk about surprises. Leeds United beating Manchester City on the road despite playing the second half with 10 men. Hmm. Well, here's what's interesting. Leicester City takes the lead. In the 42nd minute, Manchester City's Ferran Torres equalizes with about 14 minutes to go. Now, in the first minutes of stoppage time, Leeds United's Liam Cooper was given a red card, thus being sent off, and again, putting Leeds United at a disadvantage of just 10 players. But once again, Stuart Dallas, in the stoppage time of the closing minutes of the game, Puts Leeds United back in front. Looking at the stats, Manchester City, 29 shots, only 7 on target. Let Leeds United, on the other hand, 2 shots, both on target, both shots going in. 72% ball possession for Manchester City, 28% for Leeds United. Wow, look at this, over 600 passes for Manchester City with only a little bit over 250 for Leeds United. Seems to me, Manchester City dominated the game. Of course, it was the inability to put the ball in the back of the net, which cost them the win. <coughs> Excuse me. But regardless, it does not matter because there is no way to catch them unless, of course, Manchester City would drop all the rest of their games while Manchester United were to win all the rest of the games. But that is certainly not going to happen, I can assure you. I mean, if it did, then, well, I'll certainly be back here and uh, certainly eat my words, but let's be real. Manchester City, the Premier League title this year belongs to them. As painful it is to say, because, yeah, I do love Manchester United, but, you know... It is what it is, and in Manu's case, well, they're lucky to be, you know, it's good that they're at least going to be able to compete in next year's Champions League, and they're certainly hoping for better luck. Speaking of Manchester United, certainly good to get the win on the road against Tottenham. Well, for Manu, for us... It certainly feels good to take a win at the expense of Jose Mourinho, 
who apparently had a bit of a confrontation with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I don't know exactly the words that were exchanged between the two. Obviously, it was a bit ugly. Based on a headline from ESPN that I read earlier, that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's son assured us that Ole does feed him. So that being said, perhaps according to this report, I guess you could say Jose Mourinho made a comment regarding the fact that maybe Ole Gunnar Solskjaer does not feed his kids, which is definitely something you that should not be said. I don't know Ole Gunnar Solskjaer personally, but I am pretty sure that the man takes care of his kids. He's a father, okay? He's got a great job, and he's a good person, all right? There's no need to take it that personal. There's really never really a reason whether you like the guy or not, you know, there's really no reason to get anybody's family involved, okay? Now, I'm going to try to do a little bit. You know, I haven't really gotten to this, but the whole thing's pretty freaking interesting. Yeah, see, according to The Guardian, hmm. I And I quote, I always get fed. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's son backs up his dad in Mourinho's spat. Well, that game was certainly... A frustrating game at first because Edinson Cavani looked to put the Red Devils ahead in opening the game, but VAR took that away. Well, no, not exactly. Let's not forget the VAR doesn't make the official decision. That would be the referee. VAR just shows you what happened, and the referee makes the final decision. Let's for, let's remember that's. The object of the game. That's the way it goes. Now this spat with Jose Mourinho. Since I know, since we all know Jose Mourinho has a habit of kind of causing a little bit of trouble, you know, with some fuse or, or whatnot. Hmm. So okay. United had that goal disallowed after Helming's son appeared to have been struck by Scott McTominay in the buildup of that goal. Huh. So this says... Here's from the United had a goal disallowed after Son appeared to be struck by Scott McTominay in the build-up with Solskjaer saying afterwards that if his son, who plays for Christiansen in his native Norway, went down that way, the way down Son did, he would not feed him. That prompted an angry response from Mourinho, who said Son's dad was a better father than Solskjaer. But Solskjaer's son came to his father's defense. Hmm. Well, let's look at that. No, I didn't even know that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's son was actually playing soccer already. Well, let's wrap this up. Well, Solskjaer's son defended him. But I guess, you know, I guess the bottom line is both guys clashed over the VAR controversy. But at the end of the day, it does not matter for Manchester United because Manchester United wanted in spectacular fashion. 
This is definitely a game I wish I could have sat and watched, but again, I was pretty busy. You know, that day was the second day of WrestleMania, so I had that on my mind, but I did have Manchester United on my mind too, alright? <laughs> so, but look at this game. You know, so Son Hong-min put Tottenham up front 1-0. And then in the 57th minute, Fred would score. I believe that gave him his first Premier League goal since 2018. So we're tied at one apiece. And then Edison Cavani gets his goal back to put the Red Devils up front in the 79th minute. And then Mason Greenwood seals the deal in the 6th minute of injury time. And I believe Paul Pogba provided the assist in spectacular fashion in the third goal. Y'all know the deal with me, with Paul, y'all, with Paul Pogba, y'all. Paul Pogba is my boy. I'm always cheering for the man. Both teams, 12 shots. Only three such on, shots on target for Tottenham. Seven for Manchester United. Hmm. Well, certainly a game both teams, you know, had their dominance, but at the end of the day, because that <laughs> Manny was able to find the back of the net three times, that certainly tells the difference, doesn't it? You know, the, the last thing I want to say with this whole Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Jose Mourinho clash, again, it was it's because of the VER controversy. These guys, that well, I guess you could, it, it's fair to say that there are certainly no Christmas greetings between Jose Mourinho and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, but I don't know what either guy, you know, what provoked each other. I mean, again, it's the whole thing with VER controversy, but... I guess at the end of the day, Solskjaer should really care what Mourinho says. Um, as far as Mourinho goes, well, I mean, Tottenham certainly has not been better. I mean, let's not forget, you know, I think you know, last year, when the Premier League season was only just getting started, let's not forget, Tottenham was the best team in England. They were fantastic. They were playing great. They were scoring goals. They were a great team, and everybody thought, you know, maybe they can hold on to this all year. Maybe they can win the Premier League title this year. But all of a sudden, they start losing games. They start having injuries. The tactics of Jose Mourinho starts being questioned. The leadership starts being questioned. Hell, Jose Mourinho, his ability to manage the club starts being in question. I guess it's safe to say Tottenham seems to be getting worse and there's no chance of them getting better anytime soon. So perhaps we should say Jose Mourinho will be sacked at the end of this season. Well, Mourinho has kind of done what he's known to do, sparking up controversy after controversy this season, especially after Tottenham loses. I mean, blaming VAR, blaming the refs. Look, look, whether we like Mourinho or not, you know, we we can't deny the fact that he has won a lot of a lot of hardware in his career. Okay, he's definitely one of the best managers we've we've seen. We can't take that from him. It's just what concerns me regarding him is that the behavior. I mean, it's already kind of. He's already known for it, so he's already got that reputation. But getting making it worse is just certainly not gonna do him any favors. But well, I guess that's Jose Mourinho for you, right? Controversy, hmm. despite the success. So anyway, to wrap up Manu and Tottenham, so Manu is in second place, 63 points, 
while Tottenham is now at 49 points, okay, 7th place, and there doesn't seem to be any chance of a, of a Europa League spot or a Champions League spot, and that would not look good for the club. And I swear, I swear to you folks, I saw somewhere, whether it was on Twitter, whether it was goal, whatever, this is, it's, and it's merely a rumor, that if Tottenham fails to qualify for any competition next year, Harry Kane is going to demand to be transferred. I can only imagine how frustrated Harry Kane must be right now. Harry Kane is arguably the best English player in the world right now, okay? And him being played for a club that has that was starting that that, that was dominant at first and j- has just gotten worse and worse and worse, okay? You can't really blame him for demanding a tra- a requ- uh, for demanding a transfer, okay? He does deserve better than this. He's a very talented player. And with Tottenham's future certainly being mysterious, unknown, well, he definitely needs to go to a team where there's a bright future. A man of his talent needs to go to a team that has success in it, that has potential in success. Leave it at that. And last thing for Menu, well, with Leicester City dropping those two points and Menu taking the wins, well. Leicester City certainly is doing a favor. I mean, West Ham is is what who's who is the one who did Man U the favor by beating Leicester City three to two, and that's the game I'm taking a look. Huh. Well, t- Jesse Lingard scoring twice in the first half, two nothing for Tottenham at the, at the half, and then three minutes in the second half, Jared Bowen makes it three nothing. Looks like Tottenham's gonna cruise to a win, right? Well. Not so fast, because a player by the name of Kilechi Ihenacho scored twice in the 70th minute and in the first minute of injury time to make it 3-2, to two, but West Ham was able to hold on for the win. Leicester City certainly dominated ball possession, had 15 shots total of 5 on target, while West Ham had four shots and four on target, but only 365 passes, while Leicester City had 629. An 83% accuracy for Leicester City and a 73% pass accuracy for West Ham United. You know, West Ham United, as far as I know, has never been to the Champions League before. And right now, they certainly are headed to the Champions League for next year. They are at 55 points, still one point shy of third place, okay? If Leicester City drops their next game and West Ham's able to win their next game, West Ham is certainly going to be in a good spot. And for his next week's games, West Ham has to has to travel to Newcastle upon Tyne, England to take on Newcastle. Well, according to this, well... Leicester, Leicester City will not play their match 32 game until April 22nd. Must be the makeup day for because I guess the game must have been delayed or earlier. But well, West Ham United can, will certainly be able to should honestly be in third place by the end of this weekend. And as far as Man, Man U goes, Manchester United plays Burnley at home, so Manchester United should be able to take that win too and uh, climb up the ranks even further. Anyway, now we get to, okay, Chelsea and Crystal Palace. Well, Chelsea certainly needed that win, and and as far as that goes, it was certainly great to see Christian Pulisic score two goals. It's actually good to see him back, you know, because after the 5-2 loss, 
it was said that he had suffered yet another injury, and I'm thinking, oh god, he's only he's gonna be he's gonna be out for another two weeks. Damn it, man. But nope. I guess you could say Christian Pulisic is doing well. I mean, so scores two goals, and you know Chelsea picks up a four-one win against Crystal Palace on the road. And Chelsea still, you know, scratching and clawing, trying to find a way to finish in the top four. I mean, they are in fifth place, so they are at a Europa League spot, but they're two points above Liverpool, and Liverpool is not giving up. So Chelsea and West Ham and Leicester City better watch out. Liverpool could very well finish in third. Well, Man U better watch out too for that case, so Man U's going to have to keep winning. Well, well, well. Isn't that what's so amazing about the Premier League, folks? Canal can be convinced of a winner until it is all said and done. Well, Everton and Brighton ended up in a 0-0 draw. <laughs> certainly a dull game. You know, Everton, you know, certainly had potential, but things have not been really been going well for them lately. In the standings, you know, Everton's in eighth place. <laughs> I mean, Everton, at one point, they were one of the best teams in England as well, but I guess for those, for those guys, it's, well... It was fun while it lasted, right? I mean, the same thing goes for Manchester United because let's not forget Manchester United spent a few, I think, about two or three, two or three weeks, maybe four weeks, as in first place. Same thing goes for them. Fun while it lasted, but it could be worse. Now, Arsenal did pick up a three nothing win against Sheffield United again. Sheffield United's the worst team in the Premier League, although they did beat Manchester United not long ago, and that was pretty freaking humiliating. But Arsenal, same, you know, ninth place. I mean, it's just, it, it it's just got to. I can't imagine how difficult it must be, you know, for Arsenal and Tottenham supporters. And and I'll be honest, in a sports in a sports writing perspective, you know, the future for those two clubs is just, it's so cloudy. I mean, you don't know, you don't know. I mean, as far as Tottenham goes, I think it's safe to say that as soon as the Premier League season is all wrapped up. Jose Mourinho is is definitely gonna gonna be sacked, you know. And, you know, and I'm and I'm not even gonna rule out the fact that Mourinho won't even have a job at the end of the, at the end of uh <coughs> at the end of the uh, you know by next year. I mean, I'm I'm pretty confident that he will, but huh. Tottenham is just things just just have it just has not been good. Not to mention how Tottenham was eliminated from the Europa League by Dynamo Zagreb, you know, in a three-two aggregate. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure. You know, if I was if I was a betting man, and if I if I could, I'd bet a thousand dollars Mourinho gets fired the day after. You know, probably right after the final Premier League game. Tottenham Tottenham's cannot go any further with Jose Mourinho. Anyway, well, West Brom three nothing over Southampton. I certainly would have gotten that prediction wrong. I would really, really would have been certain that Southampton would win. But let's not forget, West Brom did score five goals on the road against Chelsea and beat them. So they took that motivation and uh, that pride with them, and you know was able to get a three nothing win. So. West Brom is gonna take it. Is actually gonna build, uh, build some, build the momentum off their win against Chelsea. I mean, well, can't really blame them now, can you? 
unbelievable. You know, a- April 3rd, I was like, really, like, this really happened. <sighs> well, check this out. Well, okay, well, Newcastle picked up the win against Burnley. Newcastle's that de- was definitely uh, long overdue for a win. It was on the road, too, and hmm, those game, those two goals by them scoring, the first one was in the 59th minute, and Alain Saint-Maximin scores in the 64th to make it 2-1. to one. Hmm. Very, very interesting indeed. Of course, Fulham suffers a one thing loss to Wolverhampton. Uh, it's just not much to speak about these games, and I've kind of already, kind of, now I'm already done with the Premier League, uh, games of this week. So anyway, but I'm going to take a full look at the stats. So Harry Kane and Mohamed Salah still tied for uh, for the top score in the Premier League, both at 19 goals. Bruno Fernandes is at 16 goals, while Dominic Calvert-Lewin for Everton, along with Pat- Patrick Bamford and Son Hong-Min, are all at 14 goals. So well, that chase is still on, but... You don't know who's going to win it. So that wraps up the Premier League th- Week 31 recap. Now I'm going to take a do a quick look at the El Clasico between Real Madrid and Barcelona. You know what's really interesting, folks? Is that this was the first time since the 2007-2008 season that Real Madrid has won both games of El Clasico. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be very, very honest. I was actually pretty surprised to see Real Madrid pick up this win, because somehow I felt that the, as horrible as Barcelona is, all the motivation, the lack of motivation, the lack of passion, the lack of aggression, you know, that that Barcelona is suffering. I still didn't think that Real Madrid was able to take the win against them. Okay, but it happened. Okay, it really did. Much to the surprise of the world. I mean, I didn't expect it, like I said. Okay. Now, again, I, I was unable to watch the game, but going again, you know, did, did some of the extensive highlights, did, did the studying, so... You know, Real Madrid is on the verge of possibly limiting Liverpool to, to go to the semifinals of the Champions League. <coughs> but believe it or not, because Atletico has not been able to get it done in some games. The La Liga title is still up for grabs. I mean, Barcelona, Real Madrid, or Atletico, any of those three clubs can win it. Now, looking at the st- uh, looking at the standings of, of the La Liga, Atletico Madrid still has a one-point lead, 67 points total, with Real Madrid trailing behind them with 66 points, and Barcelona trails Real Madrid with 65 points. Real Madrid has to win all the rest of their games now. There's, there could be no more room for any... There's no room for errors. No losses, no draws, okay? And, they, and you know, they got to win. Los Blancos need to win, and they got to hope that Barcelona is forced to settle for for one point for a draw or, or to drop games. Same thing with Atletico. If Atletico Madrid and Barcelona continue to struggle while Real Madrid dominates and wins games, Real Madrid is going to grab the title and run away with it. Okay, and that would mean that they had retained the title because Real Madrid won the title last year. <laughs> Real Madrid certainly has potential of being a true dark horse in the Champions League. Okay, and the fact that they're still in it in, in the La Liga title race, well, Los Blancos are certainly capable of showing signs of their old successful form. 
let, let's be honest. You know, and I've and I've said this many times. Real Madrid has not been the same since since Cristiano Ronaldo left Madrid. You know, to go to Turin to play for Juventus. The club really has been the same. I mean, they have they've struggled to find their, find their groove. A lot of things have have gone wrong. And speaking of Real Madrid, apparently, the whole possibility of acquiring Kylian Mbappe is becoming alive again. It's like, in other words, it's it's heating up again. Now they're saying that they're more confident than ever that they're, they're, they're gonna get Kylian Mbappe. Ugh. You know, like like I said, you know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna count on anything going on right now. But, but him as far as Mbappe going to Real Madrid, I'm just kind of like, I'll believe it when it happens, like when the transfer happens, okay. And you know, check this out. You know, and Luka Modric says, you know, great players are always welcome to Real Madrid. Hmm. And check this out, ESPN rumor, a Real Madrid getting Kylian Mbappe could mean Cristiano Ronaldo goes to Paris Saint-Germain. Well, I guess Paris Saint-Germain would certainly be a great a great club for Cristiano Ronaldo to close out his career, right? Huh. And just you know, 17 hours ago, Goal.com, well here's the, here, here's the uh, piece I was looking for. Real Madrid remains confident of signing Mbappe. However, the French star has yet to close the door on staying at Paris Saint-Germain. So I guess this time, Kylian Mbappe is open to a transfer, but he's also open to staying in the French capital. I guess at this point, he's waiting for the better offer. In my honest opinion, he needs out of Paris Saint-Germain, okay? If PSG wins the Champions League this year, you know, I can assure you that Real Madrid is going to push and push and push Harder than they ever did to get Kylian Mbappe. But Paris Saint-Germain is going to do the same because they want their superstar to stay. Okay, but let's, not, let's, let's keep in mind. If Kylian Mbappe plays a strong role in helping, the, helping his club win the Champions League, like if he plays amazing in the final, scores a brace, maybe a hat-trick, his stock is going to go through the roof, okay? Not only will Madrid push harder along with PSG, but don't be surprised if at least five other clubs make a push. I'm talking Barcelona, maybe Juventus, okay, for that matter. You know, Liverpool, Manchester City, even Arsenal. Believe me, that stock goes up. Teams are just going to literally play a game of tug-of-war to get Kylian Mbappe. That I promise you. Ladies and gentlemen... Into the Net FC is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you very, very much for joining me. Join me tomorrow as I will recap the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Thank you all very much. Have a good night, everybody. Peace out.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.